generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. I realized quickly when I knew I should that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man. Or whatever that means. Into a crisis What is going on? Welcome into another episode of the Keep the Change Money Mail. Every now and then I like to change it up and really go away from what I usually listen to. So I usually start my days listening to something energetic, uh, something that will get me thinking. I got in a trap a little while of just constantly getting up and getting straight into economics type chat. And we'll talk about this later in the pod, but that's what I'd find I'd be looking at for the rest of the day. Sometimes it's not the best to listen to economic chat because, Jesus, it can get pretty ugly out there too. So I mix it up and try and give things that are going to give me energy. And then I go the opposite. So I'm, you know, grew up listening to hip-hop and rap and shit like that. And now I will whack a bit of rock on to kind of go you know, 100% the other way and just let Spotify guide me on what I should be listening to and hit play. And as long as it's lifting me up, I think, well, okay, well, this is good. So... That's just a bit of something that I play with, and I'm sure we're all different, but uh, I kind of run on a pretty high frequency of, uh, as you've probably picked up from these pods, so I like to match the input with that so that I can then give the output being a high level of energy. But of course, you know, sometimes we don't always have that, and we have to rebuild and carry on and get back into that frequency. So we slowly remove the things that take away from our frequency, and I think we can stay there longer. But... This week, we're going into a part two of productivity, which is effectively ways that I've saved time in my life, and we learned last week that apparently time is money, right? So if we can get some of our time back, then is that going to save us money? Are we then going to be able to generate money? For each of us, we're probably going to be able to work that out, but what I've noticed for myself is it's made my life a lot better by putting more time back into it. I'm less stressed, I'm more calm, I feel more in control of my shit, and I get to enjoy life a bit more. When I'm real slammed and really, really under the pump, I don't get to enjoy it as much. And I, uh, you would, if you've listened to the Luke buys a Tesla, I don't think that's out yet, actually. Shit. Spoiler alert. Got a Tesla, didn't I? Anyway, we'll get into that in that separate pod because it's about half an hour. You should listen to that. It'll 
yeah, it's probably more entertainment than it is education, but there's some couple of good lessons in there. And I couldn't really enjoy it because I was so under the pump and I'd let life and work and the things that I had on kind of um, be the priority rather than picking up that car. And I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but I just didn't really get to enjoy it. So I kind of explained that in the podcast a little bit. And sometimes we need to slow down so that we can speed up. But this pod uh, will be a little bit longer because there's a number of things in here and I'll try and explain them to you to give you a bit more context as well. But I just want to say from the outset that these are things that I've played with. Now, they might not be for you. And every time I talk about this, whether it be in my business space, my personal space, or with friends and whatnot, the example I always like to use is 41 minutes a week that Kiwis go to the supermarket, bolt on your travel, potentially an hour, 52 hours a year, that's a working week, plus some, right? Oh, but I love going to the supermarket. Oh, okay. Like, radio. You know, I always get that. So I, I got a text. I see. I say in this email, do not tell me that because I know. Um, but I think it's people, that what they're actually saying is they don't like change. And a, supermine, a supermarket is is like a dopamine environment. It's it's built around hoping that you'll buy shit that you don't really need. And you'll go in there and you're like, oh, look at all this cool shit. And it's bright and it's, you know, it's uh, it's sexy. And that's what I think people actually like about it. But they don't think about that. And they don't think about what time that's chewing up in their life. Or, you know, maybe they're cruising around and be like, oh, I just don't have time. And it's like, well, there's 52 hours you could get back every year if you want if you wanted to. And then there's the people, when you start talking about productivity, oh, but, you know, you're going to remove jobs. Oh, okay, do you think fucking Sally working on the checkout actually wants to sit there and scan your fucking items one by one for eight hours? Like, do you think that's their best life? Do you think that that's their fucking job that they grew up aspiring to want to have? Are you that selfish that you think, oh, I'm keeping them in a job, like I'm, I'm, I'm saving everyone here by keeping someone scanning one item at a time to be like, how was your day? What have you been up to? Like... We're so deluded in our thinking around this stuff. Do you reckon that someone wanted to stand at the corner of every single intersection in the world and tell people, oh, you can go right now, you can go left? Do you think that that's what their life's ambition was, to do that? No. That's why we made the fucking traffic light, right? So whatever your perceived ideology or ideas of like why you do the things you do or you don't like automation or technology or advancing of technology because you know you're going to put some Sally out of a job at the four square or whatever you know that's where I started and I love that but I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life now I'm sure there's some people that do want to do that shit for the rest of their life and that's cool you know what will happen they'll be the best in the world at it and they will forever be able to do that because there'll be someone that will go you know what like let's keep this sort of tradition of scanning item by item as you know, inefficient as it is, everyone, you know, pick one item from every aisle in the store, put it all into a trolley, take the trolley, line up, now we put it onto a conveyor belt, or let's scan every one of those items again, oh, now let's package it back into the brown paper bags, now let's put those bags into the trolley, now let's put those into your car and you can go home, like that whole process is so stupid and such a big time waste, but that's just my favourite example to use, but Every time I talk about this, I get the, oh, you don't understand, that's my happy place and whatnot. You know, cool, this is, you do you. These are just ideas, right? And I'm not saying that they're right or wrong, but these are things that I've done to try and improve my life. So this week, this is my own dirty secrets revealed of how I've tidied up some of the time in my life. Because last week, this really hit the spot for a lot of you when we discussed the concept of productivity. Our dirty Kiwi secret that we suck at. Kiwis work more and produce less than the workers in the average OECD economy. Consequently, lower wages and lower wealth. That sucks. You know, we're not you're not gonna hear about that heaps from politicians and leaders because it's not a good thing to be 
shouting from the rooftops about, is it? Hey guys, just letting you know you'll work harder and longer and produce less than our than other countries out there. Well done, keep it up. It's kind of embarrassing, so we're not really going to talk about it much, right? But if you can learn about it, then you've got an unfair advantage, and that's what I try to discover. We simplified last week the concept of productivity to thinking about how we could get some time back into our days, because as we know, time is money, right? If we can put a bit of time back into our week, perhaps this the week will feel better for us. This concept has certainly changed my life and made it a different life. Along my journey, I went pretty full noise on this, and I built my physical location around the three things I would go to most regularly, which were the gym, which has a sauna in it, work, and the supermarket. Now, when I was getting my first apartment, I couldn't believe what it cost. It was $650 a week to live in the middle of Auckland, and not even like the middle, kind of. And I'm like, holy shit, one bedroom. But I knew, I thought, well, every day I drive from A to B, that's 20 minutes to go to the gym. I just about go to the gym every day, and it's kind of like my my happy place as such. So maybe it's my supermarket for other people. And I would, uh, then I'd get fucked off because I had to park my car, walk to the gym, I would um, have to, I'd, I'd stay over 90 minutes and I'd end up getting charged for parking in the car park at the gym. I'd then drive home or drive to wherever and bang, you know, there's half an hour of inefficient time and I thought, well, there's half an hour potentially every day. So let's say I go six times a week, there's three hours a week. Let's just say I go four, still there's two hours, two hours every week. Times it by 52, 104 hours, bang, straight in the back pocket. Does 650 bucks a week for rent, does that stack up? Hell no, but how can I make it stack up? And that's the journey I was going on at the time. How can I make sense of this? How the fuck do other people make sense of it? What's going on here? I was taught rent's a waste of money. You know, you, you don't want to be paying that. You could buy the place and all this sort of shit. I'm just like, you know what, for now, I just need to figure out how to get some of my time back because I know what I can do with my time and I can I can invest my time into things that I know in the future are going to generate a return. I didn't need to go around searching for an apartment that I could buy so that I could then be like, oh, look, I've invested my money into an apartment. You know, I didn't need that return at that time. I was looking for, fuck, I need to get my time back because I know that if I free this up, I'm going to explode. And that's what I was like. I was like a, um, you know, a 737 on the runway just with the jets on, ready to fucking take off, but I couldn't, I didn't have the things in place to allow me to push the green button and get that thing off of the runway. So this was me building out more of the runway so that I could really start to get this 737 humming. So I thought, let's pay the money, cop it, and live around the things that I go to all the time. The supermarket going there really fucked me off. Okay, well, I'll go live by one. Oh, there's the gym, you beauty, and close to work as well. And it just made my life easier because the less that I have to drive, the less I feel stressed out and like I'm wasting time. So getting to and three, the most three, uh, getting to and from the three most common places I go to was going to be where I lost most of my time to traveling, right? So I plonked myself right in the middle of those three things. And yes, I understand not everyone is going to be able to do that. But that was my sort of starting point of, hmm, how can I get some serious time back quickly and buy it back? And that was the way that I figured out how to do it. I've now lived in that apartment complex in three different rental, uh, three different units, and maybe three years now, maybe a little bit longer. But um, that's been really helpful to get some time back. Back to the start, every week shoppers spend almost 41, well about 41 minutes in a grocery store, around 35 hours a year. That's a working week for most people, isn't it, spent in the supermarket. Add on travel both ways to work uh, and, and then work out how much the supermarket is chewing up of your week. It's just another good example of where we let time 
blitz us 41 minutes to do the groceries every week. We moved to online ordering and picking up our groceries via click and collect, saving even more time because we usually order the same food and pick it up when it suits us, avoiding going inside the supermarket. So I was studying people that were productive, going like, how are they doing this? Like, how are they getting so much shit done? And this is one of the other things that I learned. Like, why the fuck do you go inside a supermarket? And I was like, hmm, no one's taught me this before. And then where I live, there's click and collect. Okay, well, let's try that out. And it's like, sweet, doesn't cost you anything. You just literally go down, pick all your shit up, bring it home, and you're rumbling. So again, some time, time saving. You don't need to put it all into the trolley. Then, um, you know, for some people, you might pay the money to get it delivered if that's going to be more beneficial for you. But, you know, again, oh, why would you pay $6 to get it delivered? Okay, well, do you, what's 41 minutes worth of your time plus the travel? Is it more than $6? I'd say so. I'd say I'd say that that hour should probably be worth more to you than $6, but hey, that's not how we get taught, not how we look at things, is it? Right, so we moved to online ordering, and that was, again, a time saver. The old click and collect. Sometimes you get the wrong item, but you just cop it. You know, it is what it is. But also, when you order the, the shit, you know, countdown, for instance, they remember what, what you have last time. You can basically reload last order and then pick all the things you want, unclick some of the things you don't need anymore, bolt on anything you need, happy days. You get that process down to 10 minutes rather than an hour. So just like saving money, saving time as a concept and something you have to want to do. I insist you need to want to do this because if you don't, then this is all just a waste of time, which is what we're actually trying to stop doing. So in order to save time, you've got to be looking for ways to do it. Remember that time is your most valuable resource, so don't judge people who buy their time back. I used to do that, and then I realized how they thought versus how I was thinking and how I seemed a lot more stressed than time poor. Perhaps I was the one doing something that could be changed. So I was at a point where I'm like, fuck, man, like I'm getting pretty tapped out here, and I'm not actually close to achieving the things that I want to achieve what's going on and so that's when I started studying some of these productive people and having a look at what they were doing and the concepts they were doing and how they were putting time back into their life and you know some of them are hiring cleaners they were hiring chefs and I'm thinking holy shit you know that's just the out the fucking gate lifestyle I didn't you know surely you can't be doing that but I thought well okay if I don't go that far what are some sort of ways in the in the middle that I could uh, have a crack at that and so that's where I started to come up with some of these ideas. And then I went further down the path. So here are some of the ways that I've put time back into my day in order to spend that time on the things that I want to do. There's a key thing here, team. If you're going to get your time back, do something good with it. Rest, lift weights, learn, earn, build relationships, study, be happy, meditate, like do shit that's good for you. Don't go, fuck yeah, saved an hour, not going to the supermarket. That's 52 more hours of watching, you know, some thing that puts you into an anxious state or some shit that's toxic for your brain like the latest fucking shit reality series that you know makes you think why isn't my partner that hot or oh that my partner doesn't do that for me or oh maybe I should go and do that life or whatever you know just use the time wisely team let's not got let's not get too far down that rabbit hole so i hope that these get you thinking and remember as i said before you do you from the top, I set up my life to reduce travel where possible. I've explained that to you. I have a structured routine, so days are quite similar. So most of my days look very, very similar, so that I don't have to kind of think, oh, you know, what's tomorrow look like? It's just the same shit every day, just about. For some people, that would be boring. But I also have a calendar where I stack everything into that, and then I can look at my calendar for tomorrow and be like, what's, what's in there? Do I need to adjust my routine slightly? Should I get out all my clothes and stuff ready for tomorrow, plus my gym gear and stuff, and get tomorrow's tasks that are at the start of the day should I get them all done the night before so that you're up and you're just fucking into it 
The other thing that really changed my life, and I honestly cannot stress this enough, please, just start somewhere with this. I turned off nearly all notifications on my devices because they removed my focus. And I still notice this when I do get a notification and it interrupts what I'm doing and I think I'll just deal with that now because I'm an activator so everything I want to do it like in the here and now right so this is really really dangerous for me having notifications because I get a notification I'm like I'll deal with that right now and I can literally half an hour later be like fuck what was I working on and I have to literally in my head stop and backtrack and go okay that was the last thing I did just before that I did that just before that I did that then I got that notification Before I got that notification, I was actually working over here on this part of my screen. That's right, I still needed to do X, Y, Z. And that is no shit how my brain works. And I've literally had to try and teach myself to work backwards. So that's how dangerous notifications are for me because I can end up, you know, I can get a notification to say I've got a, uh, say say like a a really good example is I've got uh, my notifications turned off on Messenger. Say I get a notification that then unlocks my screen and then I see, oh, I've got four messages in Facebook Messenger. Okay, I go through them. Oh, I need to action something in that one. Well, I've got a question. And before I opened my phone or unlocked it for whatever the notification was, I had no idea that I needed to do that shit. But I didn't intend to either. The phone sucked me in. And that is what it's designed to do. It is designed to capture your attention and to get you responding. So what I tried to do is go, how can I use my phone and not let it use me? And the number one way I found to do that was to turn off as many notifications as I could because I knew that they were taking me away from the things that I was supposed to be doing. It was really scary in the start. I thought, you know, I'm going to miss out on shit. I'm going to be slow to reply. People are going to think, you know, like what's happened? This has changed. And it was just all noise in my head. And I thought, fuck it, I've got to try this. And so I turned off, you know, I'm running multiple Instagram accounts, for instance, and it used to be like, this person's like this. I'm like, oh, yuck, you know, who cares? Um, Oh, now there's a comment and it was a a message and I wanted to know all of that shit so I could be like, you know, working through it straight away. And and then I'm like, man, this is just, this is just stupid. I could scroll my phone. There was just notifications for miles. So turn off as many as you can and and even just try it for a month. And I, I promise you, if this is the one thing that you do out of this, it will improve your life tenfold and you'll realize that you can get in control of your phone. You don't need to let it control you and you can use your phone as a tool again rather than it using you, laughing at you being like, huh, huh, we sucked you in with another notification. Now, I often review this and figure out, you know, what notifications have I got going on? And it's become like a game for me. You know, I got a new MacBook the other day and all of a sudden I get an email and it would pop up with this preview thing like, you know, fucking someone sent you an email. I'm like, oh, yuck oh, how do I turn it off? And so um, that's now how my brain is wired. I don't want that. And then it's, bing, when I've got an email, I'm like, ooh, why is it doing that? I don't want that. You know. So then I'm looking into it going, how can I turn it off? But it does start to fuck you up a little bit because what happens is people come into your environment, hey, mom, I know you're listening, and she'll sit there on her messenger and it's like, ding, you know, the noise it makes when someone's typing on the other end. I'm like, mom, can you please turn that off? Oh, you know, you're so hard on me. I'm like, mom. Your fucking, your notifications are giving me uh, the bloody heebie-jeebies over here. Turn that shit off, you know. Why have you got it so turned up? So you have to be a little bit careful because you start to go like pretty far down the path. Um, but, you know, maybe just monitor that and see how see how you get on with that. But again, I do, then on my computer, I do a monthly review of my inbox and my emails. And I think, you know, who did I get an email from this month that I, I didn't need that? Do I need to unsubscribe? Do I need to action that? Do I need to think about, 
delegating my involvement in that? Uh, do I need to link that person up with someone else and be like, hey, you don't need to email me about this. You know, is it, What tasks can I cut out of my life that I'm just not looking for yet? So this is what my brain's now looking for. And I'll do that. I have a calendar reminder in my in my phone, which pings me. Well, it doesn't. I just see it in my phone. Sorry, it isn't a notification, but it, it's a reminder for me. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. It's the end of the month. I need to sit down and I need to do my month end to start with to work out my financial position and what's happening with my cash and you know what's coming up next month. And you know, I do all that stuff, which I've taught you about a number of times. But also, you know, what's in what's coming up at me that I don't need. You know, how can I get some time back? The other thing as well, I discovered this beautiful thing called Uber Eats, where I can save time when necessary and you know I think a lot of people use Uber Eats to for convenience which is what it's selling you right that's what Uber Eats is but uh, I will I try and use it to to then get my time back so you know I'm not just ordering willy-nilly you know because like oh why not I can afford it I'm sort of more doing it to then carry on with what I'm doing or uh, not you know have to go away for half an hour to pick some shit up or whatever and so I try and use Uber Eats and don't let it use me I also ask people when they ring me, like when I had a stranger ring me this week, like, hey, Luke, how you doing, mate? I don't, I don't even get into that. You know, it's an unknown number. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're calling me. So I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going down their convo route. I'm like, sorry, who's this? Like, oh, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sorry, what did you, what were you after? Oh, oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, well, how, how are things going, mate? I'm like, no, sorry, mate, like, you've just rang me out of the blue. What, what is it that, that I can help you with? And that can be really hard to kind of get in the habit of doing, but you might not get a heap of phone calls and people trying to interrupt you and stuff, but I just try and get straight to the point because I guess being a little bit out there and whatnot, you know, people just ring you out of the blue. Oh, I got your number off the internet. I thought I'd give you a quick call. Have you got, have you got a time to chat about uh, something? I'm like, well, I guess it really depends what the something is. Oh, I just, it's just I wanted to run past some things that are happening out there in the business world at the moment. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry that... That's probably not something that I need to get involved with. I actually answered this phone call because I thought it might be a client that had an urgent matter that they needed help with. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll send you an email. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm trying to protect myself in that space as well. And I, and I try and ask, you know, how can I help you to get to the point rather than, oh, like, how's the weather where you are, mate? Mate, I'm a fucking, you're a stranger, I'm a stranger. You haven't even really introduced yourself and you're trying to ask me how the weather is, you know? What, what What's this all about? Just get to the point. But uh, I, I can understand that that probably sounds like really in your face for a lot of people and not how you've been brought up. But I, when random people are ringing me, I need to try and figure out how to protect my time. Otherwise, I'm just going to get smashed down their sales funnel of whatever it is that they're trying to, to sell me. So I also, with people a lot, I'll say, you know, can, can this be a phone call to avoid a you know hour of travel, coffee, beer, catch up, plus all the, oh, you know, what have you been up to? Like all of that shit. Because a lot of people reach out to me and be like, oh, you know, can I, can I catch up with you? And I'm like, well, what, like, A, what about? And then B, do we actually need to catch up? Like, could we not just have a quick phone call? Like, if it's something I want to get involved in. And I found that to be a massive game changer for me. I used to go to coffee meetings, beer meetings, after hours, you know, fit them in. I'll travel from here to here and I'll have a coffee. And 30 minutes in, I'm like, okay, so what are we, what are we here for? What are we meeting about? And then fucking... You know, five minutes into that convo, I'm like, oh, God, oh God, I can't even help you with this. You know, why did I come here? What was I thinking? I get out of that. I've got 64 notifications. I've got emails I need to address. You know, whatever's happening in your life and you think, what was I thinking? So I started just saying, hey, you know, could this be a phone call? And I can get to very quickly, like, whether it's something that we need to be involved with or not. And and I can kind of decipher that very quickly. 
The next thing, I've set up my most used websites and save those as bookmarks on my computer. I keep usually keep my most used um, websites as sort of open on my computer. Not everyone can roll with that, so you might want to set up used websites as save bookmarks on your computer to, you know, so you're not having to search or you're not having to then type in the email address or whatever, just like bang, click, click. So you're trying to reduce the friction, right? Same thing on your phone. My, my most used apps are on the front screen on my phone. If I can't find them, I'm not fucking flicking through, you know, how many screens I'm, I'm searching down going, you know, now it's like Tesla app. Where is that thing? I don't know where it installed on my phone. Okay, bang, there it is. And if you can just, again, like remove that friction, these, these might sound really simple and really basic, but they all add up to be quite big pieces of time over a long period of time. I also set up group chats on Messenger, for instance, to sort of get out of the middle. So if someone's like, oh, hey, mate, do you know such and such? Like, I'd love to have a yarn to them. I used to be like, yeah, yeah, I can drop them a line. So then I drop that person a line. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, tell them to get in touch with me. Then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Just set up a group chat, bang, their name, their name. Hey, guys, quick intro. And I might even use a voice note to do that. And then I'm like, cool, you guys sort this. Like, leave me out of it. Uh, I also live by the, my calendar and I try and structure my days and have awareness of where my free time is so that I can squeeze that because it might be at the start of the week I'll look and be like, wow, Thursday's tap, Friday's tap, I've got a podcast Thursday night, Friday I'll be doing podcasts for Next Advisory, uh, Wednesday's busy, Tuesday's busy, uh, shit, Monday's my free day, okay, you know what I need to do this week? I need to fucking write 80% of a money mail so that I can tidy that thing up in my spare five and 10 minute times before it goes out on the Friday. So I'm analyzing my week ahead, figuring out when can I when can I get things done? You know, I'm not getting to Thursday being like, oh man, I can't believe how busy the week's been. I haven't even had a chance to write money mail. I'm bringing it forward and I'm going, where is my chance to write money mail? So that's the importance of a calendar for me. And hopefully, you know, you're not this busy. You're not trying to live a life where you're trying to kick all these goals like an absolute lid like I am. But, you know, this is kind of how I'm wired. So to do some of this shit, I, you know, I have to figure these things out. Otherwise, they don't happen. You know, you can't, I don't know, I don't know many people that have consistently written a piece of content for over two years in a, in a row. So, you know, what I'll do now is I'll find people that have been able to do that that haven't missed a Friday or, you know, like haven't, that are, that are weekly writing to someone and I'm like, fuck, they're probably who I need to study. How are they doing this? You know, what did they do that I don't know? And that's what allows me to kind of learn and study from other people. But, you know, you might just be taking some of these ideas and going, I could probably implement that one. Well, I don't need to be this, you know, upfront guy on the phone be like, yeah, how can I help you? You might want to talk about the weather and do that shit again. You do you. The other thing I've had to do is say no a bit more and that was really hard because I was a bit of a yes man and I was sort of a, you know, want to do everything with everyone and stuff and I realised, fuck, I can't really maintain that and it's um, it's kind of, you know, going the other way for me, especially my horse racing stuff, for instance. It'd be like, oh, can you come and run this event? Can you come and do this? And I'd be like, yep, 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 trying to say yes all the time. But eventually I got to the point where I'm like, I'm not really getting anything out of this or this isn't really working. Like, why am I doing this for all these people? But, you know, nothing really good's coming of it as such. So... You know, what do I need to say yes to? What do I need to say no to? Even, you know, getting invites to beers to just different things. Um, so you've got to say no a bit more, and that, that's a really hard thing to get used to. The other thing I do, and you've probably heard me talk about this before, is that I might buy a new shirt, for instance. So what I might try and do is I try and build this concept of, like, build an image of yourself effectively and, like, how you want to show up, how you want to look. And then I'll go out. So it might be, like, okay, for a stage I was rolling um, tees. So I go to AS Color, and I'm like, sweet fucking five at a time you know give me five t-shirts 
and you know I got three of the same black ones for instance and I might wear a black t-shirt three days in a row I used to be like fuck Luke wear something different every day you know it's cool it's I can I love different shirts I used to spend so much money on dress shirts and shit now I'm just like well whatever and then I might move into a, okay I might you know rebuild my image and wear an Oxford shirt so I went and brought one of those I'm like this is a good fitting shirt I'll get five of them white black blue green lime you know might sound crazy but it just then each day I'm like Okay, what colour should I wear today? They're not branded. They're not got fucking like anything flary or anything. And it's like I could probably wear every one of those colours with any of the you know pairs of pants I've got or whatever. And they'll probably go with those style of shoes as well. So what what shoes go with shit? Well, white shoes. So maybe I'll get some white shoes. Oh, these are really comfortable. Now they've run out of tread or whatever, I'll get the same style next time. I know that they fit. And this is the kind of like micro detail I go to. So I went and brought a pair the other day. And they're too, they're too tight. I'm like, I brought them online and I'm like, fuck. So then I took them into the store and I was like, hey, this is the same shoe size. This is the same brand, but the same size, but they don't fit. What's going on? They're like, oh, there's kind of three different styles. And I was like, well, I know the style is based on the bottom of the shoe. I need one of those shoes and I need it in that size. And they're like, okay, well, that's whatever price. I'm like, yep, cool. Give me that. And then I'm tempted at the time to buy another pair to then have when these runs ones run out because... I don't want to keep going back there, but you know, that's not for everyone either. But I found that if I can try and like cut down my decision-making process around what I'm wearing and shit, again, it's just micro-time back into my life. It makes it easier, less things to think about. My brain's clearer, and I can rumble, and I can get shit done faster. At one stage, I got a cleaner as well. My partner and I, we were often like arguing about the chores, and she doesn't really like it. I don't really like it, and I was like, hey... I would rather spend the money than argue with you because this really brings me down and it feels like it brings you down as well. So I'll, I'll pay for it. Um, and then we kind of, oh, okay, well, like, let's try that. And that was quite nice and the cleaner was really nice. And um, But then they basically, well, they, they couldn't do our place anymore. So, yeah, that's something that I've trialed. And then I found a website called, uh, shit, what's it called? I can't remember. It's yellow. It's like all over marketing at the moment. Uh, task do or do something anyway you go on this website and you can basically load up a job and then someone will come to your house and do it like that's quite handy if you want to try and get some of your time back again you know maybe that's not for you or you might not be able to afford to do that but um, these are just things that I've explored okay Calendly this has been a game changer I spoke about this last week this is a, uh, a link that people can book straight into my calendar so instead of going for that hour trip and be like when can you make it oh watch cafe shall we go to like oh, what is, oh that's not close to me mate and you're like fuck this is eight emails and this person's probably going to sell me some shit you know why don't you click on this link book a time into my calendar that you can see is available it'll ping you a calendar notification it'll put it into mine and we'll have a phone call it's got details and shit on there it says that i will ring you at this exact time and you can try and sell me your shit or whatever it is okay so that's kind of my tech solution that i use to speed up and cut out the back and forth around uh, meetings and stuff I also have YouTube premium which I've told you a thousand times has been one of the best things I've ever purchased this morning in the gym for instance I was listening to an hour 10 of Conor McGregor um, getting ready for multiple fights and just his mindset and the things that he thinks about and says and I'm like well that's really interesting it's not interrupted by 10 minutes in welcome to you know whatever I'm going to sell you this shit it's ad free same thing with Spotify that comes ad free with my Spark device, someone said, why don't you go to Vodafone, it's cheaper, I'm like, for now, I don't care, I get Spotify free, well done from them, so I don't have ads 30 seconds at the start of a song or whatever and disrupting me, 
on that, I might need to do a focused bulk piece of work. I'll use YouTube Premium and listen to a song that's two hours long. I don't want to be listening to a three-minute song at a time, and then the next one comes up, I'm like, oh, I don't really like that, I might skip it. That's taking my focus away from what I'm trying to do, so I'll save like two-hour-long, you know, it might be drum and bass type mixes or rap mixes or something, and I know I can hit play on that, and I've got two hours of focus without even looking at my phone. So YouTube Premiums allowed me to do that and to save those and shit like that and listen to those with my phone completely black, blacked out, and uh, I can get shit done. At the end of the two hours, I'll jump in and be like, there you go, there's six notifications. If I had those turned on, I would have seen them. I didn't have to listen, didn't have to, listen to ads, etc. As you can see how all of these little things, they add up. Uh, I also look at where paper is in a process, and I think, can this be technology? Not so applicable anymore. We sort of run 100% tech-based in our business, and that's something that I try and keep to because I know that basically paper is a indication of inefficiency, and I think there has to be a technology in place for that. I also have an iPhone, an iPad, and a Mac. I used to be a Windows lad, and I was real proud of that and grew up on that and loved it. Then I realized, like, oh, shit, if I press copy on my iPhone... And then on my iPad, I hit paste, it pastes from there. And the same on my Mac, I'm like, whoa, game changer, let's roll. So now I've got three Mac devices because they all sync in together and I can airdrop a photo from one to the other and all this shit. It just saves me time, so my makes no brainer to me. You're probably laughing at me being like, fuck, Android does that. Like, I don't know, this works for me, so I do it. Uh, the other thing I try and do is I try and avoid complex to keep things sim simple and similar. This includes, so... Let me give you a really good example from yesterday. Uh, the business planning that we do with clients, it's $20,000 for the year, right? And we help them build out their business and, and grow and all these different things. But uh, I get a phone call, well, set up a phone call yesterday with a, a, a potential client who needs some help in this space. They aren't the business owner and they've got a board, they've got an external accountant. Instantly, I'm on, on mute. This phone call is uh, with myself and my business partner plus this third person I'm on mute at like minute five once I discover all this and I said to my business partner I'm like this ain't for us mate it's too complex he's like oh well, let's just you know flesh it out a bit further I'm like nah because this person it doesn't actually own the business they're just running it and and they it's just layers you know you're not dealing with the decision maker I'm like there's plenty more fish in the sea this is a world of abundance we don't need to pursue this and so then I ask him a couple more questions to try and gauge is the business owner going to be involved in this? What if we tell you to do some shit? They don't like it. That's complexity to me. Oh, no, you know, it should be fine. I've got sort of full um, authority to just like do these things. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. You know, for me, gut tells me no. So by minute 12, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I'm like, hey, mate, I'm really upfront here. You know, the way that we do things, we work directly with the business owner. You know, this has worked with me for me and for our business for countless transactions. So I'm like, this is going to be a send them a proposal, he'll run it past the owners, like all these different things. And it was just way too complex. So I'm like, no, we can avoid this. Let's just save our time up front because I know what this is going to lead to. So if things are complex and like away from what you normally do, they're usually a good gut check of, hmm, this ain't going to be, you know, this is going to be time consuming. It's always the projects that we say yes to that we think, fuck, you know, I, I could probably do this, but, you know, it's going to be pretty complex that you get working on and they chew up way more time than you think and you think, man, would I have done that? You know, would I have done that if I had an Owen? So I try and avoid complex and just keep to things to be systematic as such so I can move at faster speed. The other thing I do, I set up save message responses to send to people who call when I can't talk. So I'll 
um, you know, decline it, send a message and it says, hey, I'm currently in a business planning meeting. Is everything okay? How can I help you? Now, the reason I ask, how can I help you? Or I don't even say, how can I say, can I help you? Question mark. And I'm asking like, is everything okay? Because they're like, they're going to then reveal to you whether it's really urgent, whether it's important or whatnot. You know, it might be someone like, you need to call me back straight away. Your mum's in hospital, for instance. And I'm going to get that text and be like, fuck, you know, I'm going to bounce. So please don't use that against me. But, you know, most people are like, oh, no, nah, not urgent. I just thought, you know, I'd call you. Um, and, you know, I want to know about X, Y, Z. And sometimes I've been able to avoid phone calls by being like, that's, you know, that's not even my, my thing. I can't help with that or whatnot. Or cool, I'll like, here's a link to book a time. Let's have a chat later, that sort of thing. And I don't want to get voice messages as well because uh, they take ages. Welcome to the voice message system. You have five, say, fuck off, man. Like, can you talk faster? To listen to the first message, press one. And you're like, oh my God. Like, is there anything more frustrating? So I think there's some people out there have built something called Dex, or oh, I know, Voice, Voice X or some shit, and it actually records your voice messages and sends them to you as a text message if people do leave a voice message. I specifically say on my voice message, I'm like, oh, I'm so gutted that I've missed you, but I really was looking forward to hearing from you. Do you know what would be even better for me is if you text me rather than leaving a voice message. So cancel, hang up now and text me. It would mean a lot to me. It's like that my voice message says something like that to try and get my time back and not have to listen to old mate. To listen to the message again, pressed no. I don't. Why the fuck do I want to listen to it again? You know what? The worst thing, mate. I where am I going to write? I don't have any paper and pen. How am I going to write down the person's phone number that's left me the phone number? If they just text me, I would have it. So uh, there you go. I'm sure some of you will find that funny because you probably can relate to that. I also send audio to people instead of typing, so that saves me a heap of time and allows me to, um, you know, get through things a lot faster but you have to be careful with this because what you'll find is like you'll do this to people that have never done voice messages before and they're like oh hey man I didn't even know you could do these voice messages eh like oh this is pretty cool eh oh yeah bear with me this is my first time doing it like fuck get to the point um, and they might suck at it or they might then be like oh you know this thing goes for like four minutes and it's like oh my god there's four minutes of it so I go to the point where one of the guys I deal with quite a bit he voice messages me quite a bit and I said, mate, can you please put these into WhatsApp rather than Messenger, Facebook Messenger, because I can double speed them or I can 1.5x them. And a lot of the time, the way he talks, he's quite a, he's not the best communicator, so he kind of like dribbles on a little bit and, and there's usually 10 seconds of the minute that are actually valuable that he needs my help with or needs to get a point across and whatnot. So that's something that I've found to be very handy and listening to things at double speed if your brain can hack it. I just want to stop here for a second and say some of these examples you probably think, this guy's a fucking asshole. Uh, and I promise you, I'm not trying to be like that or sound like that. These are just, I'm trying to get through all of the different little things that I've done. And I'm still, I still try and be nice to people when I've changed the way that I've done these things. But they can sound quite like harsh or crude or in your face or direct or like, how important do you think you are or whatnot? If you know me, that's not who I am, that's not how I roll. Um, I just have to figure out how to protect my time because there's a lot of things that I want to achieve and I couldn't and I can't achieve them the way that I was acting prior to this. Now back into it, set calendar and phone reminders to trigger an act, to trigger action taking, so like monthly review of my inbox for instance, I just if I need to remember to do something, I don't want to rely on my brain. The other day I went to uh, the gym and I put some washing on and I thought when I get back here I'm like, I'm, I need to make some breakfast I need to order an Uber, I need to get on the road and get to this business conference that I was going to, and I thought, but I still really want to hang that washing out, and so what I did is I put my mouse, I put my mouse, you know, 
not an actual mouse, a, a bloody pet mouse, but my computer mouse, I put it on the floor in front of the door. So what that does is it's a trigger reminder for when I come back in the door, I'm like, what the fuck's that mouse on the floor? Oh, that's right, I need to hang the washing out. So that's something that's been really good for me, but usually I put things in my calendar to set up a, you know, and trigger action taking by me. Into the kind of soft stuff, I've got good friends, family, a life partner, and a business partner who understand how I'm trying to think and act. Like I've spoken to them about this in depth. More so my partner and my business partner my friends and family, they you know probably don't know that it goes to this level. They don't really see it as much. And you know I've had conversations with my girlfriend, for instance, about like I don't want to sit and argue for fifteen minutes about where we're going for dinner. We go to these same five places every time. Let's instead of being like where should we go, let's come to the conversation with here's two places I want to go, or here's the five we always go to. Which one should we go to today? And it has saved us so much time. Last night I got home and I said to my partner, had messaged me like, should we go get some dinner together and hang out? Yep, cool. And I got home and she's like, we're going to go to this place. I'm like, sweet. And so that's what we do. We go. She obviously felt like it. Cool. You know, I think um, a lot of people, they don't, they don't have the confidence to be like, this is where I think we should go because their partner might be like, oh, what about this place or whatever? You've got to like get past that shit and be like, you know what? Like it's fucking my, t- my time to choose. Like I'm choosing today. Okay, you can choose next Friday or the next time we go or whatever. Sweet. You know, don't come to me being like, oh, where should we go? Like, oh, you know, bin all of that shit because again, it's just time wasting and you can end up arguing. Like, there's nothing worse than arguing about where you're going to go and have dinner together. And you get there and you're like, we're trying to spend time together, but we're a little, little, there's a little bit of friction here with us like arguing about where we should have gone to. You know, it just seems so stupid. So once I learned that concept, I was like, okay. So I try and communicate those things with my partner. And now she really understands, like, yeah, mate, you're a fucking. 8 out of 10, probably 12 out of 10 freak and weirdo. So she's just kind of used to it from me now. My business partner's the same. Yesterday I had to vent to him because someone's uh, bumped a podcast I was supposed to be doing. I spent a whole heap of time organizing that and promoting it. Now they've pushed the time out. I'm like, oh man, that really kills me. That really, really kills me. Uh, One of the other things that happened to me early on starting my business is that an ex-employer still wanted to catch up with me and we found a time to do that. And I drove, I think, 40 minutes in the traffic to get to this catch-up. And I actually was messaging them on the way. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I might be a little bit late because this traffic's pretty shit. And they were like, oh, I'm so sorry, mate. I'd completely forgotten we'd cat- we were catching up. It's been bumped out of my calendar. And uh, I was furious, man. And I, was, um, and, and I knew that that was not true because... I still had people that worked there and they're like, we can see his calendar, that's a yarn. Like, it's in the calendar. So I was really fucked off by that and really gutted and I was like, that's exactly part of the reason why I left this place. Anyway, they needed some help from me down the track. Uh, And so I replied one day when they texted me and I said, who's this, sorry? Your number got bumped out of my contact list. Oh, bang, got that one back, didn't I? But that's childish and immature and I've tried to outgrow being a person like that. Uh, But what it is, is I was noticing that when my time is being disrespected, that's one of the main things that really, really fucks me off and I've probably got some demons to work through with that. So I try not to waste other people's time and when people waste my time, I, I, um, I really struggle with it as well because time's so precious. So, you know, I'm not perfect and there's still things that I need to work on um, but you know, sometimes I'll try and you know vent to my business partner about this has happened, and he he gets it because he's like, I know what you're like and what you're trying to chase. You're trying to chase efficiency, productivity, and stuff. So you can start going quite far with this. And um, some of these examples, you're probably thinking like, holy shit, this is just next level, mate. You need to uh, tone it down. You're not that important, and that's all good and well. So again, you do you. Pre-made good quality meals for hectic times where necessary. I found a great thing called Fork It up here in Auckland where you could get 
pre-made gym type meals and that's good quality food that I can um, replenish my body on and eat rather than ordering shit or or having shit food around so they'll sit in the freezer they'll sit in the fridge and I'll smack those up I try to make decisions fast and be ready to fail and get over it. If you listen to the Tesla podcast, you will learn all about that. That's just something that I've introduced. I've realized I'm not the best decision maker. I'm probably one of the fastest, and that means that I will fail at times, but nine times out of 10, I'll be happy with the decisions that I make, and the other 10%, I've got to do some work to tidy them up. I don't think it would be better for me to just slow it down and become a way better decision maker because I don't think... I'd be able to handle that or actually build a good framework for that. And I've gotten better at um, you know, accepting that I will fail and get some shit wrong, and then I just roll from there. Now, I try to make the re- repetitive decisions once. So just like I said before, where should we go for dinner? Say you go for dinner each month with your partner or on a date. Like, instead of having that convo 12 times, once build out, okay, here's the next three, or here's the next 12, or whatnot. If there's things you have to decide on every month, Try and make that decision once so that you don't have to do it 12 times. That's been a game-changer concept for me to understand as well. I'll look for things where I think like, I had to decide what to do last time with that. And it might be, okay, I've got to pay this phone bill 12 times a year. Fuck that. There's got to be a better way. Oh, direct debit. Oh, credit card. Bang, set it up once. Done. Uh, This one I can't set up direct debit or credit card. Oh, I might pay it in advance. Then I'm not going to have to pay for the next 12 months, three months, four months, whatever. So I'm trying to bring my decision-making process down by decreasing the amount of times I have to do it. So I'm constantly looking for ways that I can do that as well. I do things instead of writing them down because I used to write down reminders of to, to do things and I look at it, I'm like, why am I not just fucking doing that? That's actually very easy and simple to do. Why does it doesn't need to go on a to-do list when it could be on my done list? I have an emergency fund so that I don't have to worry about things that will pop up. I used to fucking chew up heaps of time worrying. Oh, what if, you know, I get a filling. Oh, what if I get sick? Like, you know, and I was I was stuck here because I had no spare cash because I was blowing it all. I was living paycheck to paycheck. And once I built up an emergency fund, I had this feeling of like, oh my God, like, is this what people feel like when they don't have to worry about something going wrong? You know, I smacked my shoulder up one day playing soccer. And I went to the doctors and they were like, hey, you could go to the after hours emergency over there or you could wait like 12, maybe 18 hours here. We're really busy. There's a lot of shit going on. It's a Saturday night. Um, you could be here forever or you could go over there. It's going to cost you a few hundred. And I'm like, sweet, that's going to come out of my emergency fund and I'm going to go and do that. And I was home in bed, iced up, knowing that my shoulder was fucked and I was then going to have to go on a rehab journey for six months. And I had that answer within three hours and... Maybe 10 years ago, Luke couldn't do that. I'd have been like, oh, that's all good. I'll, I'll just I'll just wait here. Now, now you're all good because I know that I wouldn't have been able to pay the 300 bucks to get that shit done. So that's what having an emergency fund has really helped me do. It's made me feel more calm and more at ease and more accepting that, you know, if shit goes wrong, I'm going to be able to sort it. There was a time where I had a family member that really needed some help and it was a bit of a, like, you need to get onto this right now and I could jump on a plane and I could pay for it and it cost me half a rack half a grand, and I could afford to do it. And there was a time where I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would have been not a good brother, not a good family member. I I wouldn't have been able to do anything. I wouldn't have been able to help contribute because I just couldn't. You know, I would have been like, okay, how am I going to do this? I might have had to go into debt to do it, for instance. So that is the value practically of having an emergency fund. And for all of us, that will be different. And uh, I'm really proud of the simpleness of that and trying to teach people to do that because it can drastically change the way that you think about things so if you haven't built an emergency fund please 
please, if it's one thing you try and do over the next 6 to 12 months, build up a little bit of a fund that you know you can tap on if you need and You will just be blown away at how much your worry decreases in your brain, how much you don't think about things going wrong because you know that you can sort them out if they do. Now, I also accept that most things you worry about won't actually happen, so stop worrying about them. Did a great podcast one time. person said to me, my best piece of life advice advice was from someone, and it is this, that... 90% of things that you worry about happening won't happen and the 10% that do won't be as bad as you think they will be. I thought, what a great piece to live by. We know that 90% of our thoughts are the same as yesterday, so if we're worrying about shit yesterday, we'll probably do it again the next day. So we've got to try and decrease our mental rent and the mental uh, fatigue of worrying about shit that doesn't really matter, right? Like shit will go wrong, we just got to remember that we're powerful and that we'll figure it out. So don't overthink things. Remember you're powerful and we'll get through them. I also, this is the final one and this is one that um, I, you know, I, I kind of struggle to communicate because I know a lot of people won't like this but it seems really basic for some people but I've told other people and they're like, that's fucked mate. You, you, there's something wrong with you. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not the first person. So I've accepted that I will die one day and now what I've learned is that I don't need to worry about that. I heard someone speak last weekend and they talked about how they thought they'd never make it to 21 and now they're 30-something. I don't know, like some people have that. Younger, I don't know if it's a guy thing or ladies as well. Um, I, I don't know what that thing is, but I think one of the main things we worry about is that we're going to die and that we're going to get sick. And if you can let go of that some way, shape or form, your life's going to get a little bit easier. So that's what I did. I decided in my late 20s, I was like, you know what, like I am going to die one day and I should just set some shit up so that if it does happen, then it is what it is. You know, when it happens, it happens. So I try not to worry about that. I've jumped out of a fucking plane before, out of a skydive, and I've told, like, I haven't really been nervous because I'm like, like, if this is how I go, this is how I go. And that's going to sound real fucked up to some people, but it's allowed me to kind of move at a bit more pace and not think about some of the dumb shit that I used to think about. Wow, there we go. Some of those are going to be pretty bloody intimidating. This is going to be an hour-long pod by the time we're done here. But uh, like I said, all the way through this, you do you. Now, again, I'm always looking for ways to save time. I've wired myself that way now because it's helped me so much. Years ago, it was this. Listen to this, okay? It was, I'll spend time to save money. I will sit at that doctor's environment for 12 hours to save money. Mostly because I didn't have money. So I'd think like, oh yeah, yeah, fuck, I saved 200 bucks there or 300 bucks. If I had gone across the road, it would have cost me 300 bucks. Now I've gone the other way. I spend money to save time. That is a complex, that I think is the crux of this last two weeks. Years ago, it was spend time to save money. I've gone the other way now, spend money to save time. Now I can understand that not everyone's going to be in that position or get to that position, but that is the journey that I've gone on and it has been really, really helpful for me. So finally, this one is huge as well. I want you to think about this. How you start your day is usually how you will go on with your day, and that's why I talked about that music at the start. So if you're up and into something negative, this is very hard to come back from throughout the rest of the day, and it is a high chance that you will have more negative shit in and around your eyeballs for the rest of the day, and you'll see it all. If you're up and into Instagram, you're going to probably check it all day without even realizing that that's what you're doing. If you're up and you're into notifications on your phone, you're probably going to be alert to notifications all day as well. I had no idea of this concept. I had no idea about this. I was like, is this real? And then I started to monitor myself. I was like, oh, okay. I used to get up, first thing I do, crank on a fucking the world, uh, the world economy is fucked type podcast, listen to that. And I'm like, yep, heard this yesterday, heard that the day before as well. Um, but, you know, at least I know. 
and then throughout the rest of the day that would sort of theme the way I was looking at things and different conversations and you know sometimes you've got to look at that and go what am I doing here so now I think the best thing for Kiwis to think about is that a lot of us lack confidence we don't understand self-confidence self-belief we don't understand positivity that's the sort of shit you want to be learning about every morning you want to start with that stuff and get that into your ears how do I build self-confidence search that on YouTube find a video crank it you know find some more start to learn these things where does self-belief come from cool start understanding that stuff and if you start building that shit into your day then as you go through the day you're going to have that stuff front of mind for me for a little while it was like how do I get better at sales I need to get better at sales because I was shit at it and so that's what I was studying in the morning and then I get into a sales position during the day and bang I'd nail it I'm like oh fuck like how good is that like thank fuck I started with learning about selling this morning rather than the economy in the world is fucked or humanity is going the wrong direction. So be careful what you start your day with. A lot of people up and into it reading the news, you know, probably checking the news throughout the rest of the day after that. I think you'll find that the more you decrease looking at the news, the more you'll end up consuming it. And then you'll have days where you're like, holy shit, I don't even I haven't even looked at a news website for two or three days or whatever. So turn off the old news notifications. I've told you that a thousand times. We talked about that last week. But Hopefully you get the picture here. Be very careful what you give your time to first thing in the morning because it could be the rest of your day without you even knowing. You don't even know it's happening. Finally, before you go down the rabbit hole of automation removing people's jobs, just ask yourself whether it was a good use of people's time to stand and direct traffic before the traffic light. We talked about that at the start too. And, uh, and, And also the, oh, but I love going to the supermarket concept. You don't need to message me or email me and tell me that. Like if that's your thing, you do you. But just be aware that if you're complaining about how you don't have much time, you're losing 52 hours a, a year to that. Be even more productive. Love from Luke. You're one of 6,500 recipients. Do you know someone you could share this with? Did you know for the last 25 years, Kiwi incomes per person have stated about 70% of that in countries in the top half of the OECD? That's from the Productivity Commission of New Zealand. It's pretty sad, isn't it? That is pretty sad. Kiwis incomes per person have stated about 70% of that in countries in the top half of the OECD. So if you went to some of the countries in the top half of the OECD and did the same thing, you would probably have a higher income and a higher wealth. But you would have to learn to be more productive because we suck at it. And that gives us an unfair advantage to learn about this and get better at it and then get more output per unit of time, i.e. per hour for most of us Kiwis. If you want to leave a question you can do that. There's a question Q&A link in the bottom of the email. Please leave a five-star review on the podcast and Spotify. That is getting the podcast in front of more people, which is really, really cool, and I appreciate. I'll be getting some awesome feedback later, which does a lot to get me in here and crank through a pod like this for 53 fucking minutes talking to you on my own and knowing that this could really, really help you. Thank you to everyone that sends through love. It is much appreciated. It is a Saturday morning for me to do this. Uh, just gone past midday actually so uh, I hope you appreciate the time that's gone into this one because there's some real good shit in here there'll be a thousand things I've missed as well so I'll try and do a part extension to this at some stage and uh, you know try and implement two or three of these things and just see what they do for you and what it's like to have a bit more time back you deserve it because your time is so precious and that is then what we use to do a heap of other things in our life 